last time on Join the Party. Once the Duvin Boosters has been compromised, we gotta kick in to emergency protocols. And Anara and Tracy have a heart-to-heart about his decision to work with the Council of Bright, and Anara stands by her warforged friend. Some, though, aren't as forgiving. That's, that's, you know what, honestly, I deserved it. Um, Autumn, you, like, maybe not with blades? As the Resistance tries to figure out what's next, Chad finds an old children's rhyme that reveals the power of the five prophetic items. Franny, in a compromised grandmotherly state from the lack of undying light juice, explains that the five items need to be reassembled to put the Council back in the Astral Prison where he emerged, and she thinks the items are in the Council's new stronghold. Anar and Tracy make plans to storm the fortress, which was built on the rubble of the Capitol building. But not without some friends. I think I would choose Chad Brinks and Alex. That's our crew. Lock and load. The newly stocked party scopes out the council's castle, revealing a secret service door in the back. As they wonder aloud about where the items could be, Tracy's arms start pointing wildly at the fortress, as if the energy of the items are working through him. So, what do we do now? We'll take it in turns to, to stand watch and... Storm the castle at dawn. You heard an aura? It's time to take them by surprise. Let's get the party started. We storm the castle at dawn. I'll take first watch. So I think that you guys kind of just like sleep through the night. Good call having watches. No problems. There were definitely some Warforged. Yeah, DM. Saw your plans there. (laughs) (laughs) The Warforged kind of got close, but it was never too much of a problem. So you guys all, you have a long rest. Congratulations. uh, Getting my spell slots back. Okay. So it's now dawn. You guys are setting up. So what's the plan here? How are you going to get it? I don't know. We just go in. Seems too easy. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a there's time for planning, and then there's time for running in a direction that some ethereal something is pointing you toward, and and this is the latter. So we're gonna use that invisible bridge, walk through that invisible door, and follow Tracy's lead to wherever the first artifact is. Okay, so I think you can decide whether or not you want to do an athletics roll for everybody, or you can do a stealth roll. So are you trying to sneak in through the invisible bridge, or are you just trying to, like, fucking sprint across it and do it as fast as possible? I think we are going to try to do it sneakily and just slowly, methodically, without stopping, walk kind of crouched low across the invisible bridge. Okay. Before we move, Eric, I'm just going to cast disguise self on myself and make my look return back to, like, a soldier, like a cool infantryman. Um, is there any emblem of, like, an officer within the family? Yeah. I think it's, like, the kind of sash you're wearing. Like, it might be different colored sashes. Yeah. 
um, because you know they're all Warforged. They kind of look the same, so you just need to designate it. Wow. You definitely look wow. But you're different because you have the tattoos and the stuff that glow. Okay, <laughs> yeah, right. So I think you you'd kind of look standard issue, and then you you're wearing a purple sash. Yeah, it says you're an officer. Yeah, I want to get the rank of like just enough that people listen to me, but not enough that people will pay attention to me. Very good, very good. Isn't that the dream? Yeah, it really is. I'm also going to use uh, the disguise kit that I've never used to try to disguise Alex and Brinks. We just like give up on Chad. <laughs> well, I think Chad should go through the moat. Okay. All right. He can slice. Sluis? How do you say that word? He can sluice. 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 He can uh, slide his way down that embankment, chat his way through the water. Chad's pronouns and verbs are all Chad. They're Chad. Chad. <laughs> and then um, back up the embankment through the wall with us. Okay. I definitely see that. Okay. What are you trying to disguise yourselves as? We want to look like nondescript peasants. So if somebody saw us there, they would assume that we're there to clean, to deliver food, to do whatever needs doing in the house. Okay. All right. I'll make a deception check. And you have proficiency in that. Well, that's a natural 20. Hot so, damn. Brinks so and Alex look like the most nondescript people you've ever not seen. So Tracy turns around and is like, oh, my God, we're made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you three just look like nondescript. Like you can't even like recognize your faces <laughs> at all. Only we do because we have a little call sign. And it's shaking hands for a little bit too long. <laughs> I, like that. I like that a lot. We're going to average everyone's stealths together. Okay. So Inara, Tracy... Captain Alex's and Brink, I'm going to roll. And then I'm going to roll for Chad once I find his Uzi stats. <laughs> I'm going to guess stealth, not high on a news. It's not high for a news. Ooh, 24. Jeez. Stealthy boy. Oh, I'm so scared right now. Oh, what's that, Eric? It's a 19 plus one for a non-natural 20. Hey! Getting that average up. Captain Alex rolled a 13, which is fine. Uh, but Brink rolled a natural 20. Yeah, that's my girl. Which I'm going to count as a 25 for averaging, which I've got one more higher than Inara. Uh, so your average is a 20.5. Nice. We are the stealthiest. Stealths that ever stealthed. We ever stealth so much. We stealth all the time. I don't even know where we are. <laughs> Who am I? Chad's strength is plus two, so I'm going to do athletics for him to run down the embankment, sluice through the moat, and to uh, hoof his way up. Cool. His speed is also 15, so yeah, I'm he not... had a head start. Yeah. So I think that you guys we just gave so him hard. encouragement as he was head starting in front of uh-huh. us all. Wow! Okay. And this is how the legend of the Lock Concentra cube. Mm-hmm. Began. Mm-hmm. Some say it's just a normal cube, but we know. Oh no, it's not good. <laughs> it's a CX. It's a CX. Plus two. Is an eight. Is an eight. That's higher than a five. That is a number. It's not higher a one. than zero. Not okay. a one. So here's how it breaks down. It's dawn. You guys are all stealthed out. Tracy, you just have like faceless people behind you. <laughs> and you you're looking like a standard issue Warforged soldier. And you guys are like, all right, we're going to give Chad a head start. Chad, 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 So Chad. you see him like sluice down the one side of the moat and you see that he's starting to like wade his way through the water because Chad assures you he knows how to swim. 
and you go you go to the invisible bridge i think that like tracy you know exactly where it is and like tracy you put your foot down and you tap it with your foot and there's definitely something there and you guys just like hustle your way across and you look down and you're in front of the door and you see that chad is having a difficult time getting up the right embankment the one that goes back up he was very good at going down and he was very good at going across the water but because he doesn't have legs he does have some trouble going up hills i'm gonna shoot my long arm of the law over to him and say chad grab on i'll reel you in okay it'd be a dexterity attack right yes nine plus four for a 13 okay so with a 13 you get chad right in there and then you remember that since chad is an ooze he might be a little harder to hold on right because he's made of acid so right (laughs) if you want to reel chad in quickly you're gonna have to take damage by being like all acided up I mean, yeah, we got another choice. This is this is the game we play. Let's go. Okay. Since you're taking time being inside of him, I have to roll uh, his engulf damage. Cool. Ah! I rolled three ones. Yeah! I didn't even have to do a bad thing. So you got three, and then... So I rolled four ones over 66. So I rolled four, and then plus eight. So you, you only took 12 points of damage from having your arm engulfed in acid for like 30 seconds. Look, I'm very constitute. That's my trace them. All right. Because you were so willing to pull Chad in as quickly as possible, you like reel him in as fast as possible. He like flies up the embankment and um, you kind of like push everyone through the door and the three nondescript peasants like just walk inside and pass through the the wall and Chad waddles through uh, and pass through the wall and you're like, your arm is like smoking. With acid, and you feel like there's a presence coming through the the woods on the other side of the bridge. And you look behind you, and you see that it is Holmes and Watson. And Holmes is just, like, chattering away, telling some inane story to the silent Watson. Guys, we gotta move. And I'm gonna do a perception check to see what's just around. Sure. uh, And sort of get the layout of the building. Sounds good. I got an 18 plus 2 for 20. Okay, non-natural 20. I would like to coach my fellow party goers in the ways of stealth. Is it possible for me to roll stealth to see how well I impart my stealth knowledge to them? I will average the four of your stealth rolls. Are you including Chad in this? Yes, I'm going to include Chad. Listen, I'm going to give it a go. Might not succeed, but I'm going to try. Jiggle, 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 roll, jiggle, roll. Yeah, I guess Chad has a negative four to dex. <laughs> that is a hilarious number. <laughs> You know what? You're trying to be considerate for everyone. I will give you advantage. So I'll take your high, and then I'm going to average all the other ones out. Okay. 27. Okay. Captain Alex got a non-natural 20. Classic. Brink, Brink got an 11. And Fine. Chad rolled a 6 minus 4, which okay. is a 2. However, through the stylings of math, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys all rolled a 15. Okay. So not bad. Yeah. That's very good. Pretty good. That's very good. I will say, Chad is still a giant ooze. Yes. So that is still a problem. Uh, I'll give you that. Thank you. So I will just tell everybody kind of few pointers. Stay to the sides of the hallway. Keep your eyes down. But if someone looks at you, give them a quick nod. Keep moving. And don't obviously show any of your weapons. Don't run. So I think we're pretty well versed to hurry nondescriptly through the halls. 
Okay. What a good boot camp. So what do I perceive in the in the room? So you're just kind of in a regular loading dock. You saw the the Warforge from before when you you walked originally go across the invisible bridge. They're dropping things off because the loading dock goes directly into a kitchen. And the mm. kitchen is huge. There's countertops all over the place, as much storage space as the eye could see. But as uh, you you might see in another kitchen, maybe in a, in a earlier in your life, where it was full of cooks running around prepping food. Now there are warforged running around and prepping something else in the in the shining metal bowls that you see. It's just like this like purpley liquid that uh, they're adding things to and stirring really well, but it's like nasty what they're beating into it. Okay. It's also crawling, crawling with Warforged. Like, they're all over the place. They're doing their duty. Imagine, like, a bunch of Roombas were, like, in a very small room, and it's like they're following their path, and sometimes they bump into no, each other. No, I want to get distracted by how cute that is. <laughs> Eric, that hurts. I'm just a Roomba to you. No, I'm making branded an image. <laughs> but there is a dragonborn with a chef's hat on who is running around and like looking over all of the Warforged shoulders. Do I see any other doors or, or hallways like or is it just that's the one thing off of this room? That's the one thing off this room. Okay. I mean it's just a loading dock like there's not it only goes to one place. Cool. Tracy do you think you should pose as like a do they take prisoners? Should you be someone like leading us all in to go to prison? Yeah I like that a lot. I think if, if my disguise is half as good as it as it looks, they'll also listen to me. Can I do a history check to see if I know any military jargon for the family? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's five. <laughs> <laughs> you think real hard and you can't remember anything, but something does come to your mind and you think by saying hello very loudly to everyone that that will give everyone's attention pretty well. I think this is a classic DM trick, Amanda. Well, the, I, this is what Tracy, the character, has uh, has heard and believes. Okay. So let's just walk then, maybe Tracy in the front, and then Chad, and then the three of us. I can take up the rear. Yeah, I think confidence is key. Let's go. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. We oh. need we need a, a I cobra. Try, I was trying to be. I know, like, I know, but just just before that, because then I don't want to do like business after we like rally. It'll that's be true. Weird. No, that's a good point. We need a code word, if. Something is going wrong, or if our disguise is made and we need to all just flee and regroup later, we need some kind of word. Flee or fight? Do we have two words? Um, yeah, that's a good idea. I think they should be flee or fight. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just yell the word flee or yell the word fight. Yes, that's true. I like it a lot. It's okay. very good. So I think we're going to walk forward in that order. Officer Tracy leads them inside. Some of the Warforged like, look up, but then are... are we're like, oh, this is a regular thing that's happening. And then they go about their business, just that's like the, goal. the whirring of legs and gears working. Um, where are you going exactly? When I walk into the room, what do I see? Are there like doors? Is there a through hallway? Like, yeah. So a, the a bathroom, I, maybe. Sure. Just in case. Who knows? Just, just you never know. The bathroom. The uh, well, there was a bathroom back there, there but it said customers only, which is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. To your left, there are two pretty large metal doors. And then there's another hallway that opens up into like a ballroom, dining room area where you hear that there's a bunch of like clanging and drilling noises. Construction noises. Construction noises, yes. So I think Tracy will take the known over the unknown. So he's going to continue strolling towards the ballroom area where he's hearing the construction noises. On the way, is there any stray bowls of the purple stuff? 
I wouldn't say there are any stray bulls. No, the Warforged who are on the line doing the prep for whatever it is, each one only has one, and they're all like beating it very, very fast with like extra large whisks. I think eventually as you stroll through, the Dragonborn who has been like on top of all of the Warforged like looking over their shoulder, turns around and says, uh, excuse me, this is a closed kitchen. I don't know, what do what you, the, the prisoners don't go in through here. I'm sorry. Are you telling, you telling me, the officer, what are, where I can and can't be? The Dragonborn takes off his chef's hat and like, he gives his identification underneath his chef's hat, takes it out and is a higher rank than you. I don't know how officers work, but he has like three stars and you have like two stars. Yes, I am. As the commissioner of the Poison Brigade and Special Projects, I would say so. Sir, yes, sir. I apologize. I did not see your insignia. Um, is there a better way from, for us to go? Obviously, not through here. You are tracking slime throughout my my very secure kitchen area. So you can do one. You can do one and then two things. First, you can put the prisoners in the depository, and then you can get on the line like everyone else. Okay, I'll put the prisoners in their cells. Which way is that? Left. The left door. Okay. He's, after this, can you go to maintenance and work on your programming? This should, the, you should, this should be hap- I don't, I don't have enough time for this. There are too many projects to happen. Through gritted teeth, Tracy says. Okay, thank you. Sir, yes, yes sir. And I turn towards the left door. Okay. You open it up and it just kind of looks like a big empty room. And that's all you see. If only there was something you could do to, if you wanted to look into it more. Well, yeah, I'm going to roll an investigation check. Do it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're, like, threatening me with checks. I'm not. I just want you to, to, to do the thing. Sixteen? With a sixteen, you do notice that there is no lock in the door. Good job. I think the other thing you notice is that at the corners of the floor, where the floor meets the other walls, there's like scratches in it, and there's also like worn marks as it goes in from the wall into the floor. Can I look up at the ceiling and identify any escape hatches? Why don't you make an investigation check? So I have this new thing called reliable talent. And it means that when I make an ability check in something that has a proficiency bonus, I treat a nine or lower as a 10. So I rolled a six, but I'm going to treat it as a 10 and then add eight, which is my bonus to make 18. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Eric, I have this new skill that when I roll, it's just automatically a 30 every time. Listen, rogues are awful until you hit like level 10 and then it's great <laughs> okay so you look up and you see that there are no escape hatches up there and you're looking for the thing that might be escape hatches like there's hinges or there's like a uh like seam. an outline a seam and then you look down and you see that there's one large the entire floor there's like a hinges on the right side where those scratches are worn marks from the floor dropping out terrifying i'm going to turn to tracy and say can't go in there. I don't care what happens. March us out of here. Officer, officer, please get on the line. We need more people working the poison. Uh, sir, yes, sir. Anara, as soon as I make the distraction, you guys go, okay? And Tracy walks over to the line. <laughs> okay. You walk over the line and 
you, you have to like push your way in because all of the other warforged are just like doing their own thing and just like turning into this goopy stuff into like a meringue. <laughs> and the, the dragonborn with a chef's hat says, grab your ingredients from that cabinet up there and start whisking. Okay, okay. So is the cabinet above my head right it now? Is, yes. Okay. So what Tracy's going to do is reach up and say, I can't. Where, where is it the is it this one or is it that one? And as he's like looking for the thing, he's he's like just shoving stuff off the shelf as if he's trying to find the ingredient he's looking for. And he's like, it's not this one. I don't know, is it this one? Hey, buddy! And he's elbowing people next to him. Which one is it again? I don't. And he's trying to make as much noise and commotion as possible. I think you've definitely caught the attention of someone because as you're knocking whatever is up there, you feel splashing, and then you feel some webbed hands on your arm and you look up and you're looking at some purple frogmen that are attached to your arm. Guys, do you know which ingredient it is? I don't remember if it was this one or... And all of the frogmen look at you and go, <laughs> and they jump on your face. Flee, flee! <laughs> as all this is happening, I am herding everybody out of the kitchen. We're going to go around the perimeter as stealthily as is humanly possible, including Chad, and splurp our way into the dining room and hopefully into a hallway after that. Okay. Um, I, you did roll a 15 on your stealth already. Yeah. Which I think I'm is also causing the wildest distraction I, I've ever seen. I, I think... I feel like there needs to be a roll here, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is. Yeah, roll like the leader's perception against my stealth or something. Yes, I'm going to see if they can overcome your stealth. So I need to roll above a 15. Sure. I'd say my, my personal stealth is extremely high, but with a group, you know. We bring you down. I wouldn't use that strong language, but... I rolled a, a 19. I think the chef is walking towards you and is like, what do you do? What's happening? You have to escalate this. It's my first day! And I think Tracy's just going to sort of like start just articulating wildly and like shooting his long arm of the law out and like taking other people's bowls and like put it into a station. He's like, <laughs> I'm good, it's fine, it's fine. And then taking uh, this uh, the person on his left, his arm and like not even the whisk from their hand, uh-huh, just like uh-huh. their arm and whisking with their arm into the bowl. And then like when he's like, I don't know, I'm done. He throws the bowl over his shoulder because he assumes that's what you do when you're done with it. And then he shoots his long arm to grab another person's bowl of purple liquid. And I'm just going to keep going until you tell me to stop. What does the liquid do when it hits someone? I don't know. Yeah, I think if you throw it over your shoulder and as like the purple liquid hits a warforged in the face and just like it starts, everything starts melting. Oh, no! The entire face starts melting. <laughs> You're just throwing poisonous acid in all of directions. It's and so the, the grungs are still on you. It's a good distraction. Yeah, I would say it's a good distraction. And the, the grungs are done. on you and they go. <laughs> and now they're and jumping I, on other people. And I turn to look at them and go. Back. <laughs> They're jumping on all over the place. There was like a giant kiddie pool of these purple frogmen that are now jumping down. And the chef is now running around and trying to like doing hard resets on everyone to try to get them to calm down. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Everybody touch everything. If it's purple, don't touch it. And then I'm going to look over my shoulder and see if my teammates have made it to the other room. Yeah, I would say that they could make it through the kitchen. Definitely. Great. So what I'm going to do, Mr. DM thinks he's gonna trick me i'm gonna uh <laughs> knock a i'm gonna shoot my long arm out knock a bowl of poison off the table and say oh no not again and dive for it and as i dive for it i'm gonna cast invisibility and as i hit the ground and become invisible and then i'm gonna sneak my way out of the room 
back yeah. into the ballroom. Hey, it's Amanda. I recently got my very first fleecy robe, and the moment I tried it on, I thought, oh my goodness, this has to go into the mid-roll. There is nothing better than getting out of a shower and putting on what is basically a huge warm blanket that also drives you off and keeps that cloud of shower warmth around you as you walk through your autumn-chilled apartment. I honestly don't know if anything is better. Maybe fuzzy slippers? Speaking of, what are you doing this spooky and chilly month of October? If you're in the Northeast or want an excuse to visit Boston, you should come to the Multitude Live show on October 10th. There will be an RPG segment that you do not want to miss. Grab your tickets now because they are going fast at multitude.productions live. Welcome, welcome to our newest patrons, Sarah, Haley, Alan, and Rory. There is some very good chips and dip in the kitchen for you. We hope you're enjoying the pet photos, RPG media discussion, and game advice in the patron-only JTP Discord. And of course, there are the bloopers, NPC backstories, and more for all 52 dang episodes that you can go back and look at. You too can get access to these fabulous benefits and more by joining the Patreon family at patreon.com slash join the party pod. I am so, so, so excited to tell you that we are sponsored this week by Epic Reads and Angel Mage, which is the new standalone fantasy book from Garth Nix. That's, you know, the best-selling author of Sabriel and the Old Kingdom series. These are some of my very favorite systems of magic in any media I've ever read or seen. And this whole new world in Angel Mage takes the idea of angels, icons, and summoning to new heights. The main characters are basically a fighter, a cleric, a paladin, and a disaster ranger, and all of the military and governmental leaders are women. If you're into cool magic, found family, and badass ladies falling in love with badass ladies, this is absolutely the book for you. You're going to want to head to your local indie bookstore because Angel Mage is available now wherever books and audiobooks are sold. We're also sponsored by Dashlane, a password management app that keeps all your information safe, secure, and easy to access. Their VPN and encryption take care of the safe and secure part, but my favorite feature is how easily they sync your passwords and payment info across your devices. It's like having endless advantage on all login-based checks, which, as you know, have a DC of like 24. Check out these features and more at dashlane.com slash join the party. Dashlane is free on your first device, and you can try out Dashlane Premium for free for 30 days. If you like it and want to subscribe, you can save 10% at checkout by using the code join the party. That's dashlane.com slash join the party with the code join the party at checkout. And our thanks as always to 20 Sided Store for supporting this episode. Our favorite indie game store right here in Brooklyn, New York, is your home base for everything game related. You can buy books and zines and one page games or sprawling tabletop epics using discount code join the party, which will get you 20% off in store or online. And now let's get back to the show. Tracy, you cause all of this all this ruckus. The dragonborn is running around trying not to get burned. There's this like melted warforged. Everyone is screaming, and at some point, the dragonborn chef throws up their hands and be like, "I okay, uh, I hate hitting this, but I guess I'm gonna have to." And hits a button on the wall, and you hear.
So that might be bad. I don't know. Something you might need to deal with. I mean, I'm going to be out of the kitchen, so who cares? Tracy's way of life. All right, if you say so. Okay. I'm not immediately in a room, it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that that will go fine for you later. (laughs) Um, Okay, so now all of you are now in the ballroom. Congratulations. You caused a lot of of, of debauchery. So you're now looking in in the middle, and you see that Anara, you and your team, as you were sneaking in there, you kind of looked at what exactly they were doing construction on. And you see that a bunch of Warforged uh, was surrounding this very large metallic looking dragon. It's uh, made out of the same kind of like clockwork and metal and wood that's slotted together like Warforged are. But it's definitely not ready yet. They're using scaffolding to get on top of it, and they're, they're like, soldering it and doing all the things that you do when you build a mechanical dragon, yep. all that stuff. Also, Someone just has a microfiber cloth, and you're like, what's your job, bud? <laughs> and he's, just like, like, he's just, like, shining it. Yeah. He's poised and waiting to, to bounce. It's like, you're doing this way too early. We're still working on it. And then to the right of the dragon is this, like, big, big pile of crystals. As much as I want to steal the crystal, I am going to keep walking with the goal of getting to a hallway somewhere with more people that is like bustling and we can kind of slip in and try to make our way toward the middle of the castle. As you're contemplating whether or not you want to steal a crystal, you hear you hear the alarm coming from the kitchen. And you see that uh, the Warforged who that were working on the dragon hop off of the scaffolding that they're working on and now are running straight towards you. We hear the alarm, but we don't stop because that would look extremely suspicious. So we're just going to hug the side of the room and try to walk forward in a way that's like, hey, I'm just a lowly human. I'm a peasant. I am bringing this Chad to someone and I don't want you to look at me. Okay. I think that as they they all hop off, one of the Warforged puts their hand kind of like on the center of the robot dragon's chest. He like turns a switch and puts it on like sentry mode. And you see that its eyes glow a little bit. Can I, as I'm walking, investigate the dragon from a distance and see if there's any like distinguishing marks or anything I know about the dragon from the past, maybe history? Yeah, uh, you can do an investigation check. Good, because I'm higher in that. Oh, that's a 26. I think, Amanda, I don't know if I... Like, I'm not a mathologist, right? <laughs> 26 is high? It is. Seems extremely high. Of all numbers, it's almost the highest. Uh, yeah, it goes 1 through 24, uh-huh. and then you get to 25, and it's like, oh no, we're almost out of numbers. And then you get to 26, and it's the last number. It is. So I rolled a perception check for the sentry mode of the, the robot dragon. I rolled a natural 1. Great. So <laughs> you're, you're just like, it's like, it's just not fully built yet. So it's like, it doesn't really have great sentry ability. So yeah, you see, you're looking at it, and you would watch the Warforge turn the switch to turn it on to sentry mode. And you notice that there are still different switches, like all over. <laughs> it's like to put different parts of this dragon into test mode. And since you rolled a goddamn 27, I gotta tell you where all of them are. You see one at the base of the tail. You see one under the left wing. One on the chest and one right on the nose. Boop. Boop. It's a boop button. Guys, keep walking. And I'm going to pull my hood up so that I can become invisible and fly to each of those switches and figure out what they do. Okay. As you float to the switch on the base of the dragon's tail, you can see it's like a like a three-timed switch. Uh, one is test, one is on, and one is off. What is it currently on? It's currently on on. 
I'm going to switch it to off. Why don't you make a sleight of hand check to see if you can turn off the switch without the dragon noticing, and I'm going to roll perception to see if he gets touched. Well, I got an 18 plus 3 for a 21. Well, I got a 14. So yeah, you turn off the back switch, and then you see like the tail like droop down. Got it. So I'm going to try to turn them all off. This one was a non-natural 20. I rolled a four. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you turn off the one of the, the one of the wing. So now you see like both of the wings are now like in sleepy position. Okay. I'm going to go down over to the chest. Since now you're at the front, I'm going to give myself advantage for this one. But he's so sleepy, Eric. The dragon's so sleepy, Eric. He's so snoozy. I, I got a tan. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you fly to the chest. And you reach out, and you're like, oh, I've done this before. I turned this right. This dragon's stupid. And you hit the switch, and then you look up the robot dragon face that is, like, snorting uh, hot air in your face. It's just nose to nose with you. Well, I boop him on the nose with my nose. (laughs) All right, Anara, I want you to roll initiative. (laughs) Why not roll for boops? (laughs) Can you roll for boops first, and then we'll do initiative? All right, what did you roll? A tan. You rolled a tan? Yeah. So the dragon looks down. We don't have a comical moment of mutual recognition where we just look at each other and then I just (laughs) poop him. All right. The first person in this initiative is the dragon. The dragon feels your your sense and breathes hot air on you, sensing where you are. And uh, the dragon opens up their metal mouth and you see... That this noxious yellow gas just billows out of it, coating the floor. And Anara, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 13. Anara, unfortunately with a 13, your constitution is not hardy enough to fight off this gas. As it gets into your nose, you choke on it and you have to back away and you feel your limbs seizing up. You fall back onto the floor. I would say that you're still wearing the, the hood. So you're still invisible right now. You are temporarily paralyzed and you can you can't move. Right now your compatriots also don't know where you are at the moment. That's true. So it's my turn, right? Even though I've been temporarily paralyzed? Yes, it is now your turn. I'm going to cast Mage Hand, my single cantrip, and try to poop the dragon on the nose. Okay. You haven't used a cantrip in two arcs, baby! <laughs> Alright. I think that we've established it's a Mickey Mouse hand, and as a yes. as an assassin. It is corporeal, so can grab things. I would have a dexterity off, I think. Sure. And I think you you need to hit it. So you need to beat its AC, which is relatively high. Okay. Roll an attack roll, like just you punching it. 13. Oh, man, uh, with a 13, it's not going to do it. I'm sorry. You will the Mickey Mouse head into existence and you try to come over and boop it on the nose and the, the track is just like what's happening and just like just breathes at it and the uh, the illusion uh, flickers away it is now the rest of the party's turn so this could be a part for you to do one of their special abilities um, you can send one of them, them out individually you can kind of do what they want because right now they, they are very confused about what's happening the last thing you told them to do was just to stay put ooze can't also be affected by poison no right. I think Chad should spring forward and, like a human would, just jump up with, like, a punch and try to punch the dragon on the nose because he saw a documentary once about sharks. (laughs) Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a punch, and then I'm going to do for where Chad punches. So I'm going to see if it hits, and then I'm going to roll again to see if if he hits him on the nose. 
I think Alex and Brink are going to continue toward the hallway, and even though Chad is peeling off, they're going to continue on the mission. Okay. Chad. <laughs> okay. Chad rolled a nine, unfortunately. So you disappeared. Then now there's noxious gas everywhere. He, like, raises one corner of his cube to pretend like he's covering a mouth. And he, like, runs in. He's like, yeah! And you see the the sword like floats to the front of Chad's uh-huh. body and Good like boy. is going forward and just like Chad can't really do much. He like tries to throw the sword toward, towards the dragon and it just kind of clatters onto the ground. Where is Anara? Where is my friend? And now Tracy, roll for initiative. Tracy, you are also invisible and you are running up to the ballroom and yes. checking out what's happening. So I rolled an 18 for initiative. So okay. I so it's Tracy's bust turn. through the doors very quietly and calmly and yep. don't make any noise. So you sneak into the doors like and you're just door. seeing this like wild scene. Chad is face to face with a clockwork dragon. There is a giant pile of crystals to the right of the dragon. You have no idea where Anara is. There's just like toxic gas everywhere. And you see that Brink and Captain Alex are sneaking off to the other side of the room. Right. So I'm going to walk in. I'm still invisible. Toxic gas don't hurt me because I am a living construct. Yes. What up? So I rush over to Chad. I become visible. And I say, Chad, Chad, what's going on? What happened to your sword? And the dragon just goes, Aah! and it's just like <laughs> screaming at you. I'm using my quick-witted detective skills. Assume that this noxious gas is coming from this nose. So I, I'm gonna, <laughs> it's not coming from the nose. The dragon opened its mouth and said, The it's nose this is thing. just above the mouth. It's, and yeah, it's coming from the nose. Have you ever seen a dragon before? Eric comes out also, of both nostrils and is, out of mouth. Does he not have extreme proficiency in living constructs? Yeah, but I'm a world class detective. <laughs> You're not a world class detective. You still need it. You Look, don't I, know. It doesn't what matter. Ha- I'm going to punch it in the face because look at me. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it great. It happens to be good because there's a switch on it. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Do an attack roll. Yeah. So I'm going to shoot my long arm of the law up and out in the fist and try to just punch it in the face. Okay. Uh, why don't you make a attack roll with that? And I'm going to give you the same damage that you would do with your axe. Uh, 17. Uh, that hits. Yes. So I roll. So I rolled a nine plus three. So that's 12 damage. You do 12 damage to it. You bop it right in the face. Yeah. Thanks for touching my friend, Chad. (laughs) And I try to pick Chad up and throw him on my shoulder and just feels It's confusing. No, it's confusing. (laughs) I want you to make a sleight of hand check to see if you hit the switch. Okay. Because accidentally, 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 I want you to also roll a sleight of hand check to see if you hit the switch out of sheer Tracy luck. Tracy, like my new energy drink. Uh, okay, I'm coming up with the number. Okay. Well, it's probably more than 10, huh? It is more than 10. So you just bop it in the <laughs> You're just like, and you give it a nice uppercut for 12 damage. That's fair. All right. So the dragon uh, is, is pretty confused about what's what's happening here. And uh, it's still- It and me both. It's no longer looking, looking for the paralyzed Inara. So it looks around and sees the pile of crystal. On its right, and you see that it's, it looks like it's rearing up for an attack, and it opens its mouth, and it just just shoots this concentrated beam of what you only see as undying light energy, the stuff in the batteries, the stuff that Franny is drinking, and it shoots it right at the pile of crystals. You can't be good. And the crystals start to assemble themselves to look like the thing that gave it power. So now. The pile of crystals stack on top of each other to make clawed feet, a large body, 
and then wings that try to flap if it gave it a shot. Tracy, now you're looking face to face at a robot dragon and a crystal dragon. Chad, we gotta go. Where's Anara? I am. I can't boop two dragons. Anara, it is your turn. Am I unparalyzed? Uh, roll a con- another Constitution saving throw. Nine. No, unfortunately, you were still paralyzed. You're looking around and you saw Tracy boop it in the nose, and the noxious gas. Now that it's after the dragon's turn, it dissipates. So you are no longer feeling the effects of it, but you lose this turn. Tracy, don't freak out. I'm invisible. You have to turn the what? switch on its nose, what? okay? Okay. Turn the switch to what? off. Okay. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> it is now the crystal dragon's turn. The crystal dragon opens its mouth and shoots light at Chad and Tracy. And Tracy, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. Non-natural 20, beat that stupid dragon. Yeah. Tracy, you see that uh, the light that's emitting from the dragon's mouth is a bright yellow light. You were successful, but Chad was not able to get out of the way of the yellow light. You still catch some of it on the back, and you feel like electricity is jolting through the foot that got caught in the yellow light. So Chad takes 19 points of lightning damage, and Tracy, you take nine. The crystal dragon also looks at Tracy and sees his long arm of the law, and its chest then turns a dark grit. Okay. Uh, Tracy says, okay. (laughs) It's now your NPC's turn. What do you guys want them to do? How tall are the dragons? They're big. Is it so big that we can, like, literally go under them? Yeah, if you want to run away from them, you can. I don't want to fight a giant robot dragon and his crystal buddy. That sounds bad. I'm going to lose that fight. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, unless Chad can just absorb the whole crystal dragon, but it seems too big to do that. <laughs> Eric checks his notes. Typey, typey, typey. Okay, so I checked in golf, Chad's special power, and he can enter the space of a large creature. And large encompasses many different sizes. You're all medium from Anara four feet to Tracy closer to seven feet. So large could be anything that's like eight feet tall to probably about 12, 13, 14 feet. So they're both large creatures. So Chad can do the engulf thing to the dragon. I think Chad should just run at the crystal dragon like melee style. And he's trying to perhaps stab or punch the dragon, but he just keeps running in his passion and Chadness. And proceeds to fully envelop the crystal dragon. Yeah, we can just tell Chad to tackle the dragon yeah. like okay. a normal human would. Give him a big old hug to the ground. <laughs> All right, so Chad runs at the dragon and be like, I got him! And he runs at him and just like envelops as much of it as possible. That's so true. the way that engulf works is that the dragon can make a dexterity saving throw to get out of the ooze's grasp. <laughs> All right, the, the dragon fails its dexterity saving yes! throw. And Failure! It's, <laughs> and it's just like floating around inside of Chad. It also takes 21 points of acid damage. Correct. Which is definitely unhappy about. Is Chad our best fighter? That's why we chose him. <laughs> Nothing as corrosive as a good human friend. So now it's restrained. <laughs> so now it's restrained. And when the cube moves, the engulfed creature moves with it. Uh-huh. It can do a strength check to try to bust out of it on its turn. Okay. The crystal dragon is totally restrained. Yeah. We're now coming all the way back around to initiative order, and it's how Tracy starts. Well, I'm going to just shoot a big old cannonball at his face. 
and switch knows. the switch. Switch the switch. All right. Is it possible to do just like the thunder, like have the air burst? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's light, it is lightning damage, however we call it. We've been calling it these like energy bursts, but you can do it whatever you want. Okay, yeah. So instead of shooting a burst of electricity, I'm just gonna shoot the like little physical energy. So it's sort of like the blast radius of an explosion. So it's sonic like, boom. Yeah, it's like a sonic boom that's gonna try to move the, the thing. All right, so Tracy, you're still gonna have to do an attack roll against its AC, but you're not gonna do damage. You're gonna try to flip the switch. Correct. 15. It's AC is high is higher than that. Still, it, it bows its head and uh, weathers the energy field. All right. Well, I got an extra attack, so I'm going to cock my gun and shoot again. Do it. 18 plus 4 for 22. Do I hit my dragon friend? With the 22, you do hit the dragon. Dr. Hey! DM. Hey! So... Here's what happens. You turn off the final switch of the dragon, and it fully just, like, boots down. It, you even hear a different man's voice go, Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> and it bows its head, and it just kind of settles into, like, a sleeping position in the middle of the ballroom. Is it uh, cute? It is pretty cute. Oh, cute. Uh, it also uh, opens up its mouth, and uh, out tumbles a very large metal key. I pick up that key and take it and say, All right, time to go! And start strolling towards the other end of the hall. After the dragon spits out the key, you see that the energy that was pulsing through the crystalline dragon is starting to drain away from it. It then moves slower and is trying to fight away Chad as he, as Chad is engulfing it in acid, and slowly it returns back to just a pile of crystals floating and now inside Chad. Chad, I like the look! What a good look! It balances all of my chakras. I scramble up from my position on the floor and get so excited to move that I forget to take my cowl off. And I'm just like, Tracy, oh my God, that was so wild. I, I, got, invis I got paralyzed from some kind of gas. And oh my God, Chad, great job. And Tracy is like 37 degrees tilted away from you. And is like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're okay. As you take the key away from Tracy, his arm is still pointing back towards the kitchen. Well... Uh, I guess we gotta go back in there. Um, Chad, can you do me a favor and like just will yourself invisible? Like obviously none of us humans could turn invisible unless we have spells like Tracy or or something like me. Sorry, hey, it's it's me and her. I'm, I'm in front of you. Um, Tracy turns 60 more degrees and is looking in the absolute opposite <laughs> direction now. Can you stay really still and look like it's just the pile of crystals sitting there? And we're going to go into the kitchen and try to solve whatever this key does. Absolutely. And I'm hoping that if he wills it hard enough, if he dreams it, he does in fact turn invisible. Yeah, this, it's a thing about oozes is that like if they don't move, you can't see them. Excellent. Unless you're, you're looking. So we literally like he just stops moving. And he just like he disappears. Yeah. All right. Then I cast invisibility on myself and uh, we go into the kitchen. Okay. Do you want to hold hands so we know where each other is? Yes, I do. Where you want to do that? <laughs> or link elbows like Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Tracy and I link elbows. There's this chaos. You guys, you guys are like strolling in, and there's just like frog people are yeah. jumping all over the place. There's like acid is everywhere. Yep. There's one dragonborn who's running around trying to cop things. Now there are more robots running in, and they slip on the acid, and uh -huh. like everyone's covered in purple, and there's screaming. There's lots of screaming. Well done, Tracy. This is great. So let's head over to the doors. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. 
I don't know why I'm talking. I just nod. <laughs> I, you can't see me nod. Nope. I just... <laughs> we just silently move together toward the door. <laughs> and you have the key in your hand because your invisibility extends to things you're holding, but mine does not. Correct. Yes. And when we get to the door, I put the key in the lock and it unlocks and a big banner comes out and says, you win Durblins and Durblins. And um, I get a check for $40. 40 whole dollars? So you two open the door and you sneak in and you close behind you. And you look around and we it's... We rest it closed behind us, not all the way closed. <laughs> you sir. close behind you. Won't trap me. And it, it's just like a massive walk-in like pantry. And you see that there's like all these snacks that are on one side. And then there's all these like poisonous chemicals that's on the other side. In our truest temptation. And then uh, in the middle... The poison or the food? Both. <laughs> in the middle, you see that there is this massive ice chest. All the way on the other side of the room. I open it. Okay. So in the ice chest, you see that there's more frozen treats. And you'll see that there is a hilt that looks freezing cold that is just hanging out in the ice chest. And Tracy, your arm is like, is doing gravity hands at it. <laughs> I let my my gravity hand. Uh, should I t- touch it with my bear? I have a construct. Jamie did. Oh, yeah. Oh. It just. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon is good at Durbin's and Durbin's. My brain's very tired. I'm sleepy like the sleepy dragon. <laughs> Someone boot me on the noose and I fell asleep. I let my grabby hands grab the hilt. Yeah, you pick it up, and uh, as it's pulled out of the very cold freezer, and it was next to like some Neapolitan ice cream, it's like someone is starting a fire, and the embers grow at the hilt, and it goes up and up and up and up, and you are holding Jamie's flaming sword. Does my arm feel like really accomplished? Yeah, you feel you feel fulfilled, like in something has arm. checked something off with inside of you. Anar, this is the coolest sword I've ever seen in my entire life. Amazing. Let's get back to Chad and get the hell out of here. Let's do it. All right. So you you guys can sneak back through all of the chaos. You make it back to the ballroom. Captain Alex, like, but where where do we go now? Wherever Tracy tells us. Tracy becomes visible again, obviously. Yeah, me too. I took off my shadow cow. And Brink goes ah. Arm, do your thing. You look at your arm expectantly, waiting for it to give you answers. Chad shuffles over, and everyone is just staring at Tracy's arm. And suddenly, it points up, and just as suddenly, it points straight down.